Warning, extra credits contains course spoilers. It also contains some opinions and some facts. There may even be some opinions parading as facts or vice versa. If you never come to class and don't read the text, hey, we'd hate to give away the ending for you. Well, you've been warned, and now, extra credits. You're a fresh graduate of the Okanagan School of Business. You've decided to start a business with your high school best friend, making bath bombs. The two of you created a partnership. Uh-oh, turns out your business partner made real bombs and that bathtub is a mess. The customer is suing you. No problem, you say. It was your partner's fault. Because you weren't paying attention in Blue Ad 111, you didn't realize that you could be liable for your partner's actions as well. Now you've lost everything. Guess you should have incorporated. Hello and welcome. Are you feeling out of balance? Do you find your course load taxing? Do you think it's a cruel world? <laughs> Sorry, that one kills me every time. Uh, well then, welcome to the very best and potentially only first year accounting podcast. The pod that will make you the LIFO, look it up, the party. And it's called Extra Credits. I'm Mike. I'm Josh. And I'm Brad. And we hope that this pod is an asset to you. Uh, well, guys, I think that based on all of those accounting puns, we've lost everyone who might actually be listening. So <laughs> The funny thing is... Sorry, not sorry. With LIFO, I've always appreciated that we seem to teach it, even though we teach it to tell people that we don't use it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so LIFO is, is last in, first out, or, or LIFO, right? Because we do teach uh, FIFO, first in, first. So yeah, no, it's, it's true. Like, here's what you shouldn't do. <laughs> it's like learning specific ID. You guys have no idea what we're talking about. Well, it's the first week of class coming up right around the corner. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm deferring to Brad and Brad's deferring to me. Brad, yep. what do you think? I, I'm, I'm feeling good, Josh. You know what? I am feeling ready. Uh, I, I'm going to give it 110%. Um, Come gotta, on, man. Gotta... You're an accountant. You can't say things like 110%. <laughs> I was... I'm like nervously excited for the semester. Mm -hmm. And I've, I'm always pretty excited around the start of the school year anyways. And this persisted when I wasn't going to school. Yeah. Uh, I always thought it was an exciting time to be on campus. And then when I wasn't in school anymore, I was excited about people that were getting to experience that. And then now I feel the excitement, but it's just different this year. And it, it, it it's kind of unfortunate we can't be on campus, but you know, it's still exciting anyway. I've always been uh, the September is the beginning of the year type of person. I love the fall, always have, obviously love school. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that whole process of getting to go to school and having that experience. And if you're listening to this, you're probably a first year student. You're probably experiencing your first semester at college um, in this new digital reality that we're all navigating. And so, you know, it, it's, it's different. Um, maybe not better, maybe not worse, just different. Do do students realize that professors are nervously excited at the same time as they are? That we're not just like super confident going in and know that everything is going to be perfect on the first class? 
I mean, five seconds into my class, every one of my students knows that based on the fact that <laughs> I sound like I'm going through puberty modes. I'm like, hi, guys, welcome to class. <laughs> so I, I think, I feel like not all of us have that, uh, that cool confidence that Josh has got, right? So uh, I don't think I don't think that's the case. Well, in, in my first class, I like to start by asking students if they have questions of me that they want to ask me yeah and the first question that someone asked me in blue ad 195 last semester was how are you feeling so i clearly looked nervous yeah <laughs> yeah no i i uh, my very first class i ever taught was a 111 class which is what we're talking about today it was a 6 30 to 9 30 class on a monday night because i still had my business and uh, I walked in and the first thing anyone ever said to me in a class was a student at the back put his hand up and he said, hey, Professor Hazen, did you just throw up? And uh, I was like super green. Uh, and at that moment, I was like, am I going to be honest with the class and say, yeah, I was, I was just in the, in the bathroom nervously throwing up before my first class. And yeah, so I told them the truth. And, and that student uh, went on uh, to be our valedictorian at la our last graduation. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I bumped into him. I says, oh, uh, how was college? And he goes, well, I, I think it's gotten better for both of us. And uh, <laughs> that was fair. So yeah, we're nervous too. Um, and not just to do with the online reality that we're all dealing with, it just everything, right? We really want this to be um, an awesome experience for you, not just from a, hey, we're going to teach you some accounting standpoint, but from a, hey, we want to help you have the full on college experience. So hopefully we can do that throughout the pod. So why don't we move on to our topic rundown? We just have a couple topics today, this being our intro pod. Uh, the first one is, what is accounting to you? So who, who wants to take this one by show of hands? See, I can actually see you because we're doing, you know, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Brad wants to start off. All right, so what is accounting to you? All right. Um, so my first thought when I thought of that is, is something that will allow me to make a decision about my business that's based on something else than just is there cash in my bank account? Mm. So how many uh, clients do we have that are uh, managing their business based solely on is there cash in my bank account? And if I have cash, I must be doing well uh, with, without realizing there's a whole lot more behind it than just that. I wonder how many people are doing that. <laughs> Although honestly, no one's making purchases based on is there cash in my bank account? It's how much room do I have on my credit card, right? Yeah. How much credit have I got? Absolutely. Yeah. How much? How much uh, credit will Honda give me on this new car? That kind of thing. But, no, that's a really good point. Instead of saying, "Oh, things must be fine because there's cash in the bank," that uh, you know, that might just be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that's. I mean, Brad's example is totally on point because I have a family member that has a small business that she runs. And, you know, inevitably, sometimes we'll talk about financials just because of what I do. And, you know, she'll say things are going well. You know, we got a lot of money in the bank. So we're looking at maybe buying some new equipment or something like that. And it, internally, like alarm bells are going off for me. I'm like, well, have you budgeted out? What about all those yeah. other costs you're going to have to pay for shortly? Like, have you looked at, you know, did you do a balance sheet to see where you're really at? Because, you know, cash is one measure, but it's not everything. It's just a different language to be able to take a look at those numbers and understand whether or not they actually mean something. Um, and, and, you know, once you get to a certain point, like you were saying, Josh, I think all of us could take a quick look at a set of financials and identify, you know, our top five red flags immediately. 
-hmm. if you're working hard in your business, that doesn't mean that you're amazing at business necessarily, right? You might be really good at that one thing you do. And so if you can have a general understanding, and this is for, you know, those of you that aren't going to, or aren't thinking you're going to go into accounting. And I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in first year, I wasn't like, Oh, I can't wait to be an accountant. Uh, but, <laughs> right. I, I guess we have, we have a bit of a mixed bag because I, uh, I actually took accounting classes when I was in high school. So I, I came into business school expecting that I was going to be an accountant. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, yeah. my mom was a CA and she always wanted me to be an accountant. And I think maybe that was me rebelling, uh, doing finance instead of accounting, which is like, you know, huge rebellion. That's like not doing your Doc Martens <laughs> all the way up to the top, right? <laughs> How about you, Brad? Did you uh, uh, always want to be an accountant since you were uh, out of diapers? No, definitely not. Although oddly enough, I did go into school expecting to become an accountant uh, and then <clears throat> came out of school in finance. Like I actually uh, started as an accountant, finished in finance. Yeah. And as soon as I finished finance, I jumped straight back to accounting. So I, I was jumping around. I, I didn't quite know what I was going to do. And so in, in your careers, I know that um, that you guys were both public practice, which uh, for uh, for again, for our new to accounting people, that means you know, when you think of a big accounting firm, when you go in and you get work done from them, those are the type of firms you worked in. I personally never did public practice. I was always uh, out out in the world, um, not necessarily in industry because I own my own businesses. Um, but so different experiences there. But, you know, what kind of experiences as a, an accountant did you see? Because I think what a lot of people think account, this is why the CPA keeps doing these ads that show accountants like jumping out of helicopters onto combines to try and fix someone's financials on a farm. Or whatever that ad was, which was and really planes. disturbing to me. It's like, like clearly you just left your eight-year-old kid home alone all night so that you could go right around in a helicopter. Let's be responsible people. Yeah, but, uh, you know, or, what? we're playing soccer in a suit. They've got that one too. Yes, there's someone out there. Yeah, I feel like now they should be in those big balloon bubble things. Have you guys seen the soccer? They're playing to keep socially distanced. People are going in the big bubble, you know, like at the IPA. Yeah. IPE, sorry, IPA. I got something else on my mind there. <laughs> um, and so it, it, it's very different. And, and I think it's, it's a different career path uh, for, for everyone. For me, um, I love people and I love numbers. And I wanted to help people. And I figured the best way I could do that uh, was through the numbers part of business. And that's what I did for 15 years. And, uh, and I'm sure that regardless of, you know, if you're in industry or public practice, you kind of need to have, it's somewhere on a scale for that numbers and that people part, hey? Mm -hmm. I, I think that's such a big part of accounting that people don't realize going into it. Um, you know, maybe for better or for worse for some people, but you know, there are certain accounting jobs where you can be working with numbers all day and you can be on a computer and not talk to anyone, but yeah. those jobs are pretty rare, especially yeah. now. Um, I, even working at an accounting firm where you're helping out all different types of businesses and clients with their financial reporting, you know, I, maybe 80% of my job was just dealing with people. 20% yeah. was actually looking at financial info and, and, you know, dealing with that. So, and it's, that's the part of it that's actually fun is that you're, you're using what you know to solve problems and help people make decisions. Yeah, almost like a, a, a translator, right? Like you're taking these things that don't make any sense to them and then actually creatively solving problems. And, and ultimately, I'll, I'll, I'll say this to you, um, our, our friend and first year student, that um, if you can leave here in one, two or four years, however long we're going to have you for, um, and you're able to creatively solve problems and think critically, 
then honestly, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. And so hopefully we can, through the course, we can bring some of that to you as well. And I, I know as an accountant um, and working in finance and working in business, uh, the thing I love the most was getting those problems, those hard problems and working through them. So I think we've, we, we already kind of dipped our toe into the financial statements water a little bit here. Uh, but our next topic is going to be around financial statements. So first of all, I want to talk a little bit about what they are uh, and what they mean to us. Um, you know, I, I don't know about, uh, about you guys, but uh, back in college, I did a little, little, little modeling myself, a little Excel modeling. Um, <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that modeling chapter. Mike. No, <clears throat> no, no we're, I, I know. Well, that's okay. We still get into it. Uh, financial modeling. No, so financial statements, what, what are they? So, okay, here, let me jump in. For, for yeah, me, get in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking as we were doing this, I'm actually terrible at podcasts because y- you can't see this, but I'm nodding along and agreeing with everything that's happening, and I just don't actually verbalize that very often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you notice I keep going, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I hear you. I see you. Yeah. I'm doing the, I'm doing uh, the okay. avatar thing. I see you. <laughs> Anyhow, do people know what Avatar is anymore? It's not that old, Brad. Uh, it, didn't they just re-release it on uh, Disney Plus or something? There's Avatar yeah, World, and, and yeah. hey, there there are uh, four sequels coming. Really, Avatar Avatar two through five are being released like next uh, year, all the way up until 2028 or something. Can I sidebar for a second? Yeah, I think we already uh, have. We are. I know. Yeah. We, this is my this is my challenge. If you're in my <laughs> class, side, it's very very easy bar. to distract me. <laughs> yeah. um, are there any new ideas, or is everything just a sequel of something else? Everything you think is a new idea um, is actually a book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right. I, I had some friends who were like, "Oh, I just watched this new series on Netflix. It's called The Witcher. It's amazing." Uh, it's like, yeah. Well, that, that's that's not just based on a book. It's based on maybe the best video game ever released anything that you can think of it's it's usually based on something else or a reboot or a reimagining it's uh i i can't wait until they redo back to the future i think they don't want to because as a child of the 80s i'm so upset that i didn't get a hoverboard in uh, 2016 mm-hmm. uh, yeah right there were supposed to be hoverboards and i i get there supposed to be hoverboards but it's not the same anyhow sorry for the sidebar back to financial statements so yeah, yeah. So what they are to Brad. How do we start this? Uh, let's just start with one of them. So income statement, because we've got three different kinds of. If you're laughing, then you should become an accountant because literally <laughs> that is where you start when you're <laughs> making financial statements is with the income statement. Oh, Brad, that was amazing. Where should we start? I don't know. Uh, the income statement. <laughs> uh, all right. What's okay. our income statement? Okay. So our income statement is going to tell us, have we ultimately uh, been successful in our business, I suppose? Did we make any money or have we lost money? Um, so, it, you know, did we have a profit or a loss? Our income statement is taking our our income, our revenue. Yep. It's taking away our expenses and it's telling us whether or not we have profit or loss at its so simplest by level. By revenue, Brad, do you mean yeah. that's all the cash that's come into our, come, came into our business? Um, not entirely. No, because not all the cash that comes into our business is revenue. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe we'll learn about that. Are we going to learn about that later? You know, I think we might learn about (gasps) that later. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) Uh, Um, next step, where do we go after we do our income statement? 
Uh, well, we've got what we call our, well, you call it a whole bunch of different it's things. It's a bunch I of different that. things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the income statement's called a couple different things too, right? Yeah. We've got the uh, uh, statement of profit. Yeah. So, so what else could it be called, yeah. Josh? That second statement? We got a statement of owner's equity. Yep. Um, you know, if we have a, uh, a partnership, we might have a statement of partners capital or shareholders equity for a corporation. It was just named yep. so many different things. Really what we're trying to get at there is for proprietorship and, and owner's equity is what happened during the year with the owner's investment in the business and what what is left at the end of the year that really belongs to the owner themselves because right. the business has a lot of things it has cash it has you know inventory and goods it has equipment but you know not all of that is fully owned by the owner they have some uh debts they have to pay and they have obligations to perform too so the statement of owner's equity kind of tells us you know what's left over for the owner uh, so a lot of times when you think hey i i own a company i own all of it but in the same way that when you own a house, uh, and I think do all of us own, yeah? Mm -hmm. And, yep. and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we all have mortgages. Uh, now, a mortgage is a French word. It literally means death pledge. Uh, mortgage. I, I didn't know that. Didn't, you didn't know I that. Didn't there know you go. That either. <laughs> Welcome to Mike's Useless Facts. My wife tells me that I'm a fountain of useless information. So there you go. You've got something there. Uh, and yeah, so it, it's a mortgage and it's debt that we have on the house. So when we say, oh, I own my house, uh, I actually own about uh, three quarters of my house. Uh, okay. the, the room I'm in right now is probably uh, owned, owned by the bank or at least there's debt on it. And so a, a company has these same kind of things, right? There's the, there's the asset, which is the house. And then there's the equity, the part that I own and the debt. And so those three things end up on uh, the third statement we're going to be focusing on of the four main ones in this class. And uh, I'm going to go back to Brad. What's that one called? That would be the balance sheet. And so our, our balance sheet uh, has to balance. Hence the name. So we're what? balancing. Yeah. I am a gog true. right now. Just it's a gog. <laughs> You will be thrilled when you get to the end of your question on the balance sheet and your assets match your liabilities and equity it balances. And that gives you a pretty good indication that you're on the right track. I, I love to tell the story of how you know you're an accountant. And it's the first time you see someone high five over a cubicle wall because something came into balance. Yes. That, and, and, and you totally agree with how exciting that is. And that's oh, how absolutely. you know you're really an accountant. <laughs> yeah, that is the litmus test, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so any interesting financial statement stories uh, that are declassified from your time? Uh, one thing that I was thinking of is I, I was doing an analysis on... Um, on McDonald's, uh, the fast food company. Everyone, I can I can hear you nodding your heads along to the podcast. We know what McDonald's is. That's the place that's ice cream machine is always broken. Um, <laughs> you know, so every time you go, why is it every always being cleaned or broken? Come on, guys. I just I just want a McFlurry. I just want a McFlurry. That's all. That's all I want. That's it. A cream egg McFlurry, and that will make all the bad things go away. Uh, so it's, it's, it's my equivalent to, um, like a pumpkin spice latte for some people, right? Totally. Uh, I also saw, again, this is sidebar, remember students, very easy to can, to uh, get professor Mike off track. I saw on Amazon, there were a bunch of masks and they were pumpkin spice scented masks. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm doing analysis on, uh, on McDonald's and I realized they actually have, uh, negative equity which was interesting. So you think assets equals liabilities plus equity. Mathematically, if, if equity is negative, then liabilities must be higher than 
the assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. what they were doing was they were doing um, uh, leverage buybacks of shares because they were trying to uh, work work and bring their company uh, private or at least bring more of the control internal. Mm -hmm. And so they were, yeah, they were buying back shares using using debt. And I thought that was kind of interesting to think, well, that doesn't make any sense. So You, you know, they're probably also showing all of their land um, at historical cost. They are. And not yeah. fair value, right? Because if you were to fair value the land, um, the, the yeah. value, there's so much value in that land that McDonald's loans. McDonald's is a real estate company. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's more or less what it is. Uh, I think that's one of like, that's one of my, that's one of the things I enjoy more about accounting and financial statements in general is that yeah. all of this information is out there publicly for you to just go grab. Yes. So if you think of big companies that, you know, you interact with on a daily basis, like Facebook or Netflix or Google, yep. like they have to publicly disclose almost everything about their company in a mm -hmm. set of financial statements and it's out there to just go look at. So uh, it's just something I enjoy doing just, uh, and that probably means I'm the accounting dork here, but <laughs> I, I, I just think it's cool to go see. They have to tell you everything about their business in there so you yep. can go find it out. Yeah. You could mm -hmm. go dig through. And I think people are, are cause I, I tend to show a set of sample financials. I think people are really surprised to see how simple uh, Apple's income statement is, for example, mm -hmm. it's a, effectively a one page income statement with 160 pages of notes. Right. <laughs> um, and, and that's it. And, and that forensic accounting part, that digging through things. Um, I, I personally love that kind of stuff because it's uh, it's, it's a puzzle and I really mm -hmm. love puzzles like that. And, and that it's more of that creative problem solving, right? My favorite thing to do with Apple's financial statements is bring them up yep. in class. And we, we look at the income statement and, you know, they, they um, in order to make the financial statements a little more legible, they, they drop some of the zeros off the end of the amounts, right? Yeah. So we look at Apple's income statement and they have profit of, you know, according to the income statement, it says like 58,000. Yeah. And I like to then point students to the top of the page where it says the dollar amounts are in millions. In millions, which is 58. So they, their profit was 58,000 millions. So 58 yes billion dollars yeah 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 and do the same thing with their cash balance too it is yeah. astounding how much cash apple has like just yeah. astounding yeah no it, it's 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 bonkers for sure and uh yeah i mean we were all uh well josh wasn't but brad and i were alive back when they were uh basically going out of business they ushered steve jobs out. although i don't know if if um our our sort of 18 year old students will know who steve jobs is uh that's a good point. You think about it this way. Um, all, all these things, all these smartphones that are ubiqu ubiquitous now, the iPhone dropped in 2007, which, okay, to the 18-year-olds, you were five years old. I, I get that. But for the, like in a geological scale, that's nothing ago. Absolutely nothing. And now we've got like Microsoft coming out and, and um, Samsung with these folding phones and the future's now. The future, I just need a little button and to hit it like a communicator. <laughs> the folding phone, like Why? as if that's an if as if that's a new invention. Hey, hey, yeah, you know I had a phone, Your phone used to fold, and then it didn't. But now it folds. Now again. it folds again. That's it. And this is this is what we were saying earlier. There are no new ideas. They're just the same things rehashed. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I had a StarTac and a pager back in the day. Mm -hmm. I never had a pager. My pager I, I was on a chain, a like a nice long yeah. chain. You know, remember the chain wallets? I had a pager on a chain as well, and yeah. <laughs> Frosted tips it was all good. If you guys, if, if uh, I'll tell you, 111, if you do well enough and you participate, um, I will, I'll share some first year pictures after we've built a relationship and I can, you know, trust that you guys are going to make fun of me. I've seen that picture and you want to see it. 
yeah, you want see, to see I, it. I haven't seen this picture yet, so I better keep participating because I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the, the, the thing is, we almost knew each other at that age, Brad. That's so true. <laughs> like, we probably saw... Yeah, we probably saw each other. I'm sure we ran into each other and had no idea. We w- we would have to have, right? Yep. Yeah, I was always trying to ha- hang out with the Hansworth kids. I, I went to, um, just for-, for context, I went to one of the poorest schools in all of Canada. And Brad was right across the water from me. And he went to one of the richest schools. It's kind of like, you know, Billy Joel's <laughs> Uptown Girl. Uh, no, of course, you don't know that song. Why would you? <laughs> all right, Mike, are-, are you telling me that I'm the Uptown Girl here? I mean... <laughs> You know what? I feel like this is a thread that we don't want to pull on. Don't um, <laughs> want the entire sweater to come apart, especially on the first pod. Um, that was, was amazing. Was that a Weezer reference? Yes, it was a Weezer reference, and thank you for getting it. Everyone's like, what's a Weezer? Uh, Weezer is the band that just uh, did a tri- tribute re-recording of Africa by Toto. And if you haven't really? listened to it, listen to it. Listen to, yeah, it's Toto by Weezer. Weird Al plays the accordion on it. Uh, and does backup vocals it is really really good rivers i feel like to appreciate this podcast people are going to need google there there's a lot of references in here that can we we can talk about stuff but i don't think i could like i'd love to i'd love to play that as our outro but you know what creative commons got to be careful so if we blow up right and when we get our you know hundred millionth listener do extra credits name of our (laughs) podcast tell your friends uh then you know we don't want to be paying royalties to anyone Let's come up with our own uh, our own music. Brad, you play the guitar, right? <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> jo- Josh, you, music you know is what a not one of my Josh? <laughs> Oh man. Well, you know what? That was really fun. Uh, I hope that uh, that uh, you listener enjoyed as uh, as much as as we did. Uh, really good time. We're going to be doing these once a week, taking up some of the topics, uh, the kind of stuff that you just are not going to get from the textbook. Uh, yeah, I hope you had a really good time. Any final thoughts, Josh, Brad? I, I hope everyone has a enjoyable start to the semester. Trust me, it's going to seem like a lot of work to begin yeah. with. And, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of work to be done in the semester, but mm. you just got to chunk it out and take it one day at a time. That's it. Eat that elephant one bite at a time, for sure. And if yeah. you need anything, ask us. We are clearly super approachable. And uh, the only reason that we exist in this role is to help you get through this stuff. So we're here for you. Let us know what you need. And uh, we will be happy to take care of you in, in any way we can. Alrighty, uh, have yourselves a good week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Bye.